Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. We welcome our Christian patriots from across the country and some even joining us from around the world. And uh, we are going to have a great discussion on today's program with one of the candidates for Congress. We'll tell you more about him in just a moment. And uh, we are going to uh, talk with someone who's going to be part of the great wave of victories uh, this November. Uh, But even before November, we're going to be talking about the primaries, which are so important. But before we get to that, let's do as we usually do and go to the scriptures. And uh, I want to read here from Romans 13, where Paul tells us right at the beginning of the chapter, let every person be subordinate to the higher authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority opposes what God has appointed, and those who oppose it will bring judgment upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear to good conduct, but to evil. Do you wish to have no fear of authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive approval from it. For it is a servant of God for your good. But if you do evil, be afraid. It does not bear the sword without purpose. It is the servant of God to inflict wrath on the evildoer. Therefore, it is necessary to be subject not only because of the wrath, but because of conscience. This is why also you pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Pay to all their dues. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Toll to whom toll is due. Respect to whom respect is due. Honor to whom honor is due. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Let us pray. Father, we pray for America tonight, and we pray for all those who have committed themselves to the vocation of public service. Because, Lord, it is a vocation. Your word teaches us that it is you who call us to the form of service we are to exercise for all our brothers and sisters. We thank you for those who hold public office. We thank you for those who seek public office. Lord, we pray for those candidates who put you first, who put America first, who value life, who value freedom and family and faith. And Lord God, we thank you for our guest tonight, YG Nightstorm. We thank you, Lord, that he has answered the call and that he has devoted himself to you. And Lord God, we ask that this time together with him on this program will inspire many of our fellow citizens to rise up to this moment in our history and do what is right for our country. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, let's bring on our guest. It is uh, YG Nightstorm. Now, I've known uh, you, YG, for years. Uh, we were first connected, I think, through Alveda King. And uh, now, of course, I'm delighted that you are running for Congress. Of course, you are in Georgia. It's the 7th Congressional District that we're talking about. 
And uh, the primary is coming up in less than a month. It's going to be May 24th. We want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I wanted to give you this opportunity today. We were together just recently at a conference of the America First Policy Institute. And I wanted to give our audience an opportunity uh, to, because these are all faith-filled uh, patriots, uh, Christians uh, that are joining us. I wanted to give them an opportunity to hear your faith, your passion for America, uh, and the reasons why you are running. So welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much, Father. It's always an honor and a pleasure uh, wherever we are, we are, because honestly, at the at the Sheen Ding, I call it the Sheen Ding that we was at a couple of days ago, it was so many incredible people uh, that are about America first and that are about patriots, they're about God. And this is what we need. This, this is the X factor that's been missing from politics for a long time. And especially with the way how the world has been changing right now, and so many people across the board, regardless of political affiliation, the darkness the brokenness and the troubledness in households and businesses and schools. We need more God right now. And so the way how America is moving and the whole reason why I'm running is because I honestly, it's, I, I say all the time, it's time for America to return back home to God so we can get this right. And the biggest reason why, because in 1992, and I'm sure you know already, but just to catch the audience up real quick, I was actually homeless and sleeping on the streets of Atlanta in 1992, came up from, from a very broken relationship with my mom. We get along now great, but mom and dad was at war all the time. And as soon as I started looking exactly like my father, there was issues that my mom had. So I was out there, 18 years old, homeless, robbed, beaten up, literally urinated on and wanted to kill myself. But by the grace of God, a gentleman, 72 years old, in a white Rolls Royce pulls up next to me and he prays over me. And he tells me that we have a lot in common because he was homeless in the 50s in Chicago, sleeping in front of Wrigley Field. And a black man in a Studebaker stopped for him, got out of the car, saw him, prayed over him and told him to make the difference. Now, fast forward back to 1992. He did the exact same thing for me. He saw that my socks were stolen. He took off his socks had on a pair of Argyle socks, slid those Argyle socks on my feet, and it said, as sure as these socks cover your feet, God is going to cover your life. Now go forth and make a difference. It reignited my faith. And Father, it showed me what this country is all about. It's not about skin color. It's truly about heart, faith, and content of character. And with that, with God and connecting with fellow American citizens, we can all achieve our American dream and do the impossible. That's quite a story, and, and you know you must be praising God every day. We praise Him with you for lifting you up out of a circumstance that you know many would 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 say is is desperate. And and again, what a testimony to America that now you find yourself running for United States Congress. What a what a blessing. Um, you know, you mentioned about God, the role of God in politics, and you know I'm talking about politics all the time. And some people say, oh, the church is becoming too political, and I say, no, the problem is not the church being too political. The problem is our politics have become too pagan. When we take God out of the equation, aren't we going against a basic teaching of our founding fathers? Exactly. And honestly, when, when you really break this down and when I'm going into deep, let's just say deep other party or Democrat places, and everybody knows I'm a conservative, faith is the one thing that brings us all 
together. It oversees any kind of political affiliation because when you when you approach people like I understand what you're going through and with our faith and how God has been able to pour all of us up, we need that. People need that foundation because most people understand that they need more God. And if we look at the schools, every society that has removed God, every institution that has removed God, we have tumbled our families through the great society in the 60s, just even in the black community, removing God, removing the father. We have a huge epidemic right now of unplanned uh, parenting, unplanned weddings, not weddings, but unplanned uh, children going up, growing up, and the family has been decimated, and we have not recovered as a culture. And it's not just the black community anymore; it is everybody, including even with the abortion rates right now. When we yeah. take away God and our foundation of who our Father is, who Jesus Christ is, and we become secular, we find ourselves falling into secular ways, and we are lost. Well, as we uh, uh, continue with these, uh, this conversation, let's tell people how they can connect with you because on all of our programs, we always give people one particular thing to do that we recommend. And tonight it's going to be to connect with your website, to connect with your campaign uh, and get to know you even better. So tell us your campaign website and, uh, and we'll urge our people to, to join with you. YG, two letters, YG forcongress.com, ygforcongress.com. Really, really easy. And uh, you'll find out everything you need to know about me on that website. Vet me and you will see the receipts. So this is for the 7th Congressional District in Georgia. Tell us a little bit about your district. Okay, right now it is 41% uh, white, 21% black, 20% Hispanic, and about 15% Asian. So right now it is majority minority. And there is a big difference in that because I know in typical Republican type districts, they have a certain type of politics that may work well over there. But the biggest thing in my district, it's about outreach. It's about community. It's about actually going to people where they are. And unfortunately, I will say this openly, the GOP has done a terrible job on outreach and going forward. And I will say anytime, if we are going to be the party of faith, it's about going out and not saying, oh, yo, Democrats, we need to damn them all to hell and this. A lot of the issues that's going on in these communities, when I go there, they say, YG, we understand that the Democrats have jacked this up. Our community's been messed up 50, 60 years. We see it for ourselves. They see the inflation. They see the mass mandates. They've been kicked off their jobs. They can't afford food. They can't afford gas. But then they say, if, when we invite the Republicans to come, they never show up. And so they have no choice but to vote Democrat or don't vote at all, and they still stuck. So I see it like this. These are our brothers and our sisters. Right. And they are conservative. They, they believe in God. They want safe schools. They want to be able to live the American dream. They want their kids safe. They want themselves safe. They want to be able to move about and live their lives in freedom. But we got to have the right message with the right messengers, and we got to have the right empathy, not sympathy, but the right empathy to go to our brothers and sisters, present the faith, and the policies fall in line. And that is what we're seeing right now with a huge swell of people moving forward from away from all the foolishness, lining back up with the faith, our values, and we're moving forward to really correct these situations that the other party has messed up. 
I think this is a real key to success in politics. It's really very simple. It's connecting with the people. And uh, you are you are advocating for that. You are doing that. And when we connect with the people, don't we see on the local level uh, what we see also in the national polls that we've got something like 70 plus percent of people right now in America saying our country's going in the wrong direction. And of course, that's one of the indicators, as you well know, if you're looking at, a, at an election and you want to try to predict, you know, is it going to go favorable for the Republicans or or is it going to go favorable for, for, for the party that's in power now? When 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 the when the tracking says most people think we're on the wrong track, that's the formula for change, isn't it? And, and that that can give candidates like you a great, great advantage in this upcoming uh, election. But uh, people are sensing that we are on the wrong track, aren't they? Exactly. And people think that things that happened in Virginia or New Jersey was a fluke. It's not a fluke. This is actually what's going on in our country with the politics right now, because people are just done with, I mean, because it's not real until it's real. And now imagine two years ago, a lot of us were saying these things was going to happen. And some of our friends in the other party was like, oh, you guys are crazy. You're conspiracy theorists. These things will never happen. Now that reality has hit them, now even they are starting to see, and you can look at Joe Biden's poll numbers fall all the way down to even in the black community. He was polling in the beginning at 89%. Now he's at 56%. And historically, black men have been walking away from the Democrat Party, and now black yeah. women are walking away from the Democrat Party because they're seeing the, the idiocy and the fraud of Black Lives Matter and also with Planned Parenthood on how it's decimating our community through abortion rates because there's only 41 million black people in the country alive right now. But if you look since 1973, over 21 million black children have been aborted through Margaret Sanger's Planned Parenthood. And if you divide that, that's literally half of our community. So I say to anybody, if we had a plan to eliminate half white people, half the Asian people, and half the Hispanic people, everyone would call it a genocide. But then when it's eliminating half the black people, it's simply called Planned Parenthood. And everybody is seeing that. Well, you know, of course, this is the issue that brought us together with our mutual friend, uh, Alveda King. Uh, first of all, tell us about your, your connection with Alveda. Uh, Dr. King is my beautiful godmother. Uh, we've been knowing each other for years, and especially on this pro-life journey. Um, yeah. she, she, she knew that uh, two of my twins, my twins, Howard and Hank, because I'm a proud father of seven amazing adult children, but three of my kids are in heaven. Two was aborted in 1999, Howard and Hank, and my oldest, Victor, he was killed on his job in 2008. So, but with Howard and Hank coming together with Dr. King, and for my my pro, uh, my anti-abortion bill called the Howard and Hank bill, which will give fathers, honestly, the right to save the lives of their pre-born children, something that I didn't get a chance to have. To me, those family values and people are coming behind it. Even women are coming behind it. I call them Gen X grandmothers. They are old enough now that when they was younger, uh, they were very much pro-choice. But now that they're older and their sons are having children being aborted and they can't be grandmas. Now the Gen X grandmothers are saying, we wanna have the right to have our grandchildren. We wanna have the right to save these babies. And what we said back then was wrong. We wanna make a stand right now to protect our children because life matters. 
This is uh, one of really the big missing pieces in our public policy on abortion in America and also the, the many court decisions that have come down, namely that they have just thrown the rights of fathers out the window. Uh, and it's ridiculous to say a father doesn't have a say in the, the life of his own child. And, you know, I've always thought the flip side of rights is responsibilities. So if the law and the courts keep pushing away the rights of the fathers, aren't they just instilling uh, this attitude that, okay, well, I don't have to have any responsibility either. Well, I see it also like this, and this is the flip side of how I take it to some of the, you know, these pro-choice people who, who have arguments against me. I say, let's say we have a pregnant woman and, you know, she is, she's having a beautiful baby and some dum-dum decides to attack her and that child is lost and the mother is hurt as well. I say, how many charges is they going to have? They say it'd be two charges. I said, that's right. That dum-dum will be prosecuted twice for hurting the child or killing the child and hurting the mom. So the court systems have already defined the fact that the child is a separate entity from the mother. So they can't just say my body, my choice. No, actually the courts, the criminal courts have decided that the child is a separate entity and that separate entity deserves to be protected because he can't, he or she cannot speak for themselves. So when I hit them back like that, and then it was some Black Lives Matter activists, some white female Black Lives Matter activists coming at me saying, well, YG Nightstorm, you're sexist because you're pro-life and you can't tell a woman what to do and your kids who died was just a clump of cells. I said, well, wait a minute, hold on. So you're talking Black Lives Matter, but yet you're advocating for Black abortion, which has killed half of my community, and you're going to actively tell a Black man who loves his children, trying to protect his children, that I don't have a right, and also those Black children murdered don't exist because they're a clump of cells. I said, ladies, how racist are you? <laughs> yeah, right. And they flipped the script on them. They're like, oh, no, YG, we're not racist. I said, yes, you are. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and, and you were in the matter of, of race, and you, you referred this a little, a little bit in your comments already. I, I want to bring up, I mean, Alvita and I have discussed this a lot, uh, you know, where people on the left will try to say that if you're black, you have to think a certain way. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's just another form of racism. Uh, but we have some really so many great, strong conservative in a public arena, so many great, strong conservative uh, voices in the black community. Of course, yourself as a candidate, it's one of the things I think that makes your candidacy uh, so so pivotal at this moment. Uh, Alveda, of course, people like Candace Owens. We've got Dr. Ben Carson. We've got our great Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. There's so many people. The list goes on and on and on and on. Isn't it? A, it's just insulting when the other side tries to say something like that, that your thinking, that your convictions, that your politics ought to be shaped by the color of your skin. I think that's correct. And, you know, and to, to put all black people in a box as if we're monolithic is in itself racist. And I, I even challenge some people on that because they say, YG, you know, how could you think the way you think? I said, let me guess. So because I believe in God and I love my country and I believe in having strong nuclear families where fathers can protect not only the children, 
but fathers are also in charge of protecting the communities and the neighborhoods. And I want strong economic development to create generational wealth. And I wanna be able to partner with the police so we keep communities safe. And I wanna be able to teach people entrepreneurship and business and bringing everybody together because the community built me after being homeless into white, black, Jew, Gentile who made me the way I am. So because I believe in that, I'm not black. But if I was a rapper, who talked about beating my, my, my women, cheating on my women, disregarding my children, shooting up the communities, putting drugs in the communities, and having a whole bunch of destructive behavior that's killing more black men, encouraging more abortions, and basically destroying our community, that's what you consider black? There was like, I said, how racist are you? When right. you take the negative aspects, the stereotypes, and try to fit them on every black man because you're not comfortable with the fact that I will not demean myself for your entertainment. Yes. How racist uh, are it, you? It, it really is. It really is racist. Um, you know, we recently got Byron Daniels into uh, Congress. And, uh, of course, in the Senate, uh, uh, Senator uh, Tim Scott, we need more of the black conservative voices right there in Congress. And, and I think that will will help to uh, counteract this terrible uh, form of racism that we're discussing right now. So we want to uh, really, uh, again, your website, YG4Congress.com. We want to encourage our, our, our viewers and listeners to go there, get to learn more about you. And, uh, and you know, if they live in Georgia, you know people in the 7th District, obviously the primary is coming up. I want to talk a little bit about the primary uh, and uh, May 24th. And, uh, but, but even if they don't live there, one of the beautiful things about programs like this or reaching people through social media is that uh, it reaches everywhere and people know people who are there. People can communicate across, uh, across the nation. And, and that's what we want to urge you to do, friends. Uh, uh, contact your, your, your friends there uh, in Georgia, especially in the 7th District. Let them know about YG. Tell us about May 24th, YG. All right, May 24th is coming up, guys. We're in the five, last five minutes of the fourth quarter, and I need your support. And I'm fighting hard for our faith. I'm fighting hard for our communities because that's where it's at. I'm fighting hard for our small businesses because a lot of politicians, they do a whole lot of talking and do a whole lot of virtue signaling, and they've done nothing. And it's also, also terrible how Democrat establishment and Republican establishment has been working hand in hand to only increase themselves while destroying us, everybody else on the bottom. The wave is coming and you see something special, how God is moving this country and bringing us all together right now at this special time. Anyone brave enough to speak his truth and stand on his word for this country, we will get attacked, but we need you right now all the people who are supporting right now, all of God's children, we have a small window, but the time is right now. May 24th is where we can really make a difference. But if you do not participate, if all you do is sit at home and complain, you will get the same thing, and then you're just going to be mad again. And guess what? If we lose this cycle, we very may lose this country for the next 40 years. Think about that. So instead of being mad, and just abstinent, how about this? Let's get going, 
support each other, support the candidates that support these values and get behind us strong. And let's finish this thing and continue to fight and show the left, all these secularists and all these ultra progressive woke people that have destroyed this country that we, the people of faith, are done. And we are bringing the people together. We are standing strong together. And we're going to put this country back on the right path in Jesus' name. And let's go get it, man. Let's go. Let's save these babies and these families, man, and these businesses and these schools. Let's go get them. That is so great. Uh, now, on your website, people can sign up. And, of course, now you're welcoming. I mean, people who are in your district, 7th District of Georgia, obviously, we need them to vote for you. That's that's simple. That's number one. But what can people who live elsewhere do for you? I mean, obviously, if they go to their, your website, they can sign up. Obviously, they can donate to your campaign. What would you like people to do for you all who are all around the country? Yes, that's what we definitely need. We need more donations to come in. And honestly, I, I honestly hate asking for money. I honestly just like to go out and do the work and what God says do. But this is a congressional campaign and it needs money to go. So if you if you feel so inclined, please go to my campaign page. Vet me. Look at all of my videos. Look at YG in the community. Look at my platform. And if these things line up with you and your faith and your policies, please donate to the campaign so we can finish strong. And that's what we need. We just need more connection. We need people to talk about us, share the website, share my videos, and talk to each other. And let's get together and go hard with this. But donate. We need you guys. Please donate. Well, I want to pray now for you and for this election. And then, uh, YG, if you'd like to offer a little prayer uh, as well, when I'm done, uh, we want to welcome that as well. So let, let's turn to the Lord. Father, we ask your blessing on this country. and We ask your blessing on these midterm elections. So important, as YG just said, it, this is an opportunity to literally save our country. Lord, we ask you to bless all the candidates that are running on godly uh, values and principles uh, around our nation, pro-life candidates, uh, pro-family, pro-Second Amendment, pro-freedom. Uh, thank you, Lord, for all of this. Bless each and every one of these candidates. Bless their families, Lord, because we know that the pressures that political campaigns can put uh, on our loved ones. And we ask you to give your mantle of strength and protection to YG's family and, and to the families of all those who are stepping up to the plate, running for public office. Lord, we ask you to inspire the people of the 7th District of Georgia, uh, awaken them, make, make them active participants in this process and, and give them the guidance of your spirit to, uh, uh, to, to vote wisely, Lord God. And also, we ask you to, to, to bless all those that are going to be affected by this election there in Georgia, there in the 7th District. Lord, these, these elections have consequences. They have big consequences. We ask you to bless the entire direction of our United States Congress, of our House of Representatives, uh, and that both in this primary election on May 24th, and in the general election on November 8th, we may see your glory shining even brighter on America and many victories for life and for your kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, can I do a quick prayer real quick, Father? Please, please. Okay. And, and Father God, we humbly come to your grace of uh, 
grace and mercy once again saying thank you thank you for fellowship but father right now specifically we are asking for courage father because there are so many people who are scared right now father so many people who felt intimidated father so many people who are afraid of being canceled father if they speak up so many people being afraid of their business being destroyed or their home being invaded or their kids being attacked or themselves being attacked father because they know the truth and they want to speak but they're scared father right now we are asking right now for you to put a hedge of protection around every single patriot every single saint every single person that's out here trying to do the right thing for you put a hedge of protection around them mentally emotionally physically spiritually and financially father and also bring the connection father because we all know once we start speaking this truth about you and our country the attacks come but bring the resources, bring the confidence, bring the people to stand side by side with them so they can have that confidence of knowing that it's going to be okay. And even if they sacrifice some, Father, that everything will be put back the way it needs to be. And also, Father, to the folks out there, these politicians, these faith leaders, these community leaders who've had their lives threatened, like myself, Father, if we lose our lives in this work, May we all wake up and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's all we need because they can't kill the message. They may take our lives, but they cannot kill the message. It only amplifies. So we thank you for that courage. And we thank you for that love and that faith. And we appreciate you. And we know the victory is ours because your word never returns void. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And, and let's continue. Let's conclude here together with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in, in heaven, heaven, hallowed be, thy, be thy, name. thy name. Thy kingdom, kingdom come, come. Thy will, will be, be done, done on earth, on earth as, it as it is in heaven. heaven. Give, us give us this day our daily bread. bread. And forgive, and forgive us, us our trespasses as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. us. And lead us, lead us not, not into temptation, temptation but, deliver but deliver us from, from evil. evil. For thine is the kingdom, kingdom and the power, the power and, the glory, and the glory, forever, forever and, ever. and ever. Amen. Amen. Okay, friends, so YGforCongress.com, uh, that's where you want to go. Support this great man and this great campaign and support America because this is how we're going to have the victory. YG, thanks for taking the time today. So good to talk to you. Thank you, Father. God bless you guys. You're doing a great job. Thank you. We will see you again, and we will see all of you, friends. Continue to watch our program, Praying for America. Continue to follow Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. And you can follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. I hope you're on Truth Social, uh, friends, because President Trump is going to be on there uh, in just a few days. He's going to start uh, sending out his truths, as they're called, on that special platform, Truth Social. Uh, look it up and sign up. So everybody, spread the word. We will join you again tomorrow. God bless you, YG, and God bless you all. We have Richard Lee, we have Jim Garlow, and we have Father Frank Pavone. Someplace they're in the audience, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.